kept you waiting, huh? Warning. This episode has a considerable amount of background noise from unseen forces. Listeners may experience slight annoyance while listening to our conversation. Listener, discretion advised. Fucking kids. <laughs> all right. Um, we're all right. back. We're yeah, back. We're back. We're back. This is uh, attempt two at podcast living. This is over here. This is kept you waiting, huh? Episode two. This is the homie right here. This is ours poetic. Um, I make some YouTube videos, occasional streaming, and I do some music. It's all on the channel. A link will be in the description, and we got the homie over here. Three Kings, hello, everybody. They let us do it again. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, this is episode two, as my partner here just said. Um, I, I personally like to uh, stream. I like to do YouTube shorts. I, I like the short videos now, recently. It's become more popular um, recently with the whole TikTok thing. So I, I, I lean more towards the shorts. Although I did stream a couple of days ago and it, yeah. it, it was rejuvenating. It felt great. Like to be able to get back in front of the camera, the camera that you gave me yeah. and um, for the plug, by the way. Uh, but it, it was great. I, I had a great time doing that. And just to do it live, I, I love to dive in head first and, and just do it just straight raw, like off the cuff, yeah. just handling business. So uh, I enjoy streaming. Um, and currently I am not playing anything popular right now. I'm leaning more on the old games. What are you playing? Poetic. Uh, so damn, right now I'm actually getting uh, myself uh, into the Selden Ring business. Uh, oh. You know, I was giving myself some time to mm -hmm. see if they would patch out the, uh, there's like this massive stutter on consoles and it's still there. What, uh, do, you, what do you mean? You well, like when you go into new areas and you load into new sections, basically mm -hmm. like it just, the frame rate chugs. Oh, And no everything way. like, for like a couple seconds. And this is for PS5, correct? I mean, well, all, we all PS consoles. Oh, all consoles. Yeah. So do they have a PS4 exclusive version and then a PS5 and then an Xbox One? And yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because like for some odd reason, I, I just keep thinking like all the games are being put out on um, uh, not next gen, but like... The, the current gen. The, current new, gen. the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they are then. Yeah. So so that one actually is one that's on the old, old consoles too, the PS4, Xbox One uh, era. Okay. Um, and you know, and that, that might be something to do with it a little bit. Um, but you know, they're that, uh, studio, they, they kind of have their issues when it comes to like that type of performance. The games are, are, I mean, they're top tier games they are very highly regarded and loved by their communities. Me being one of those people that I've played pretty much all, all of their games. Um, oh, and, and which one is this one? So the, this is from software that made Elden Ring. And so you have, um, they did the Demon Souls, which recently got remade for PS5. And that is Pretty, PS5 yeah. only. You played it briefly. Yes, like, I did. Yeah, yeah. And I liked it. I, I love how it, it yeah. plays. I don't know. I, I like that, um, the mechanics of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could say. You, I, you I really enjoy that. You definitely would dig that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, you know, then they had Bloodborne, Sekiro, the Dark Souls series. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, you know, so that's what I'm diving into. Um, I've been dabbling a little bit in insurgency. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about insurgency yeah. cause I know that's a big, um, that's a big deal, uh, with you guys. I know you guys are partnering up and yeah. playing that, but I did get to play it, uh, through share play though. So oh, it nice. wasn't, it was oh, choppy yeah, yeah, as yeah. hell. Um, so it wasn't right. great 100, yeah. but I did like it. I'm not going to lie. I lie. I love the realism yeah. with it. It's amazing. I know. Our mutual friend Sam had explained to us about how 
it's hard to get used to some of the mechanics. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the a- I think it's the aiming is or the, the recoil, weapon recoil, switch or the recoil. Oh yeah, he said the recoil is a little rough. Yeah, like you gotta. It's real realistic, so you gotta make sure to prepare for that. That kind of calculate. And um, the the movements are definitely slower. You're not just like just yeah, switching shit all yeah, up yeah, the top. Yeah. It, it, and so it's definitely more. Uh, you know, um, uh, the pace is a bit slower. Um, but I I like that in the game, and I think it's a uh, really dope. Uh, one thing is just the controls are like interesting. They're not bad. I think they're interesting. But uh, thankfully, they have an option to change it to what they call modern settings, and it's more in line. No like, way, really. Yeah, I like that. and I, I would recommend that for those playing it. But uh, yeah, you know, just that, and then dabbling. Uh, you know, I'm always hopping around different games. Um, you still running a little of the? Um, dang it! Why did I forget the name right now? uh the space one the space one i was gonna um, say you talking about warframe warframe i i ha- it's been a while it's been a minute yeah yeah, I know yeah you and and your buddy phantom play a lot more than you and i do well we we had a couple sessions yeah. and you know and he's one of those he's shout one of those guys yeah he's shout out to phantom watch this yep yeah he's he's one of those uh you know that's it's good to have with you when you're playing that game because you can just answer so many questions and that's that type of game that's that, you that's you, you for know, me but that's that's me for you yeah <laughs> I, uh, I contribute nothing to this relationship but so. <laughs> yeah but you know it's not the same when you're not playing with folks and i know he still plays it but you know for me yeah. it's just like a matter of the time that i do have you mm-hmm. know and so i haven't been that one hasn't been uh high on the list lately but yeah. still dope game. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. and it's it's very in-depth. Like, a lot of the stuff you can do with the characters, and then you can have, you know, like, the, the creatures with you and stuff like that. I really appreciated all of that. Or no, uh, But I was going to say, before we get to the main topic here, I was just, we were just kind of doing a little off the, off the dome as mm-hmm. far as what, what's happening now with the games. And I know I did see something on social media in regards to what was it, Grand Theft Auto just released, uh, a redo of, of the whatever heist, or I don't know what it was called. Oh, the... Uh, the One of the, the missions. The Vespucci job. Yeah, 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 there you yeah. go. Yeah, they're, they're still cranking Italian them out, Italian huh? job, yeah. Yeah, Italian job. Oh, yeah. is that what that is? That's what that is. That's wow, what they're so slow. for. No, but uh, I know that they're still, man, they're still milking that, huh? They're still milking the shit out of it because it's just so damn popular. You know, it's, it's I think to this day, it's still the, the, the highest selling soul. game media of all time Jeez. yeah across yeah. everything yeah movies, I, music, the thing is there's but. never been an issue with grand theft auto in my opinion the only thing is is like you know we kind of touched on this briefly in episode one i just feel like there needs to be they can do so much more mm-hmm. instead of just money grabbing on you know cash grabbing on some things i yeah. feel like there's a lot more other things and like i said i'm gonna stand by what i said last episode which is i would love to let it be more of a career choice you can do you know paramedic you can be a oh, yeah. give it some kind of purpose in that sense i mean because when i go online i kind of want to just blow everything up i'm not gonna lie that's yeah. like what i lean more towards um but yeah so i saw that on social media i saw yeah. them release that and then as far as it goes nothing really been i know that uh pub had an update uh player i can't even say the full name player unknowns battleground yeah, that's weird. I don't know why they posi- they title it weird like that. That's uh, strange. Anyways, yeah. um, they just had an update that I just recently played, which isn't too new. I think oh, you we we yeah played, we, we hopped on there. Yeah, no, they they're always adding little uh, things like little a map here and there or, or updates. You know, little little quality of life things. Like I like how they highlight loot that's relevant to you. Oh, I love that. You know, I like love that. That, that makes it a lot better off the gate because that was yeah. one of my my points of of like the inventory management and stuff. Just 
it's it, it makes works, it easier but yeah. yeah it could be better and i think that yeah. that makes a that's a good effort towards that it's interesting i i know there's no other updates any anything off the top of the head you can remember update wise i, I don't think i don't play mm-hmm. call of duty anymore like that uh at least oh, modern warfare but they did like the godzilla one and stuff yeah warzone's super popular still by yeah. the way which yeah. is strange yeah, and it's a little concerning because then it it it, it brings the <laughs> I question. I say concerning. Yeah, because because it, it brings the question of how many resources are they delegating to just that versus exactly. everything else? You know, they're just completely just exempting everything yeah. else. They're like, let's focus on Warzone only. Yeah. So so you know, but hopefully you know with the Modern Warfare two refresh, that's gonna be uh, that's oh. gonna be. Great segue into what we're gonna talk yeah. about today. Actually, yeah, the the yeah. Modern Warfare two refresh. Is what you're calling it? Well, sort of, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's weird because it's the way that the story went. I was just explaining this to my boss at work. Uh, is that the Modern Warfare 2019 Call of Duty uh, is essentially Modern Warfare Zero? Because if you if like you, Resident Evil Zero, huh? Uh, well, when, when Resident Evil, well, I mean, that was its own game. But what I'm saying, I'm just trying. Nah, I'm not. Making I actually sense. don't know. I actually because I didn't play Resident Evil Zero, so I don't know oh, where in the storyline it it lies. It's before, obviously one, <laughs> right? But it it definitely gives a lot of like backstory to a okay. lot of the main characters later on. So and so worked with so and so, so it's. It, it definitely is something you should play if you're interested in playing the whole series. I would start with that one. And then they remastered oh, okay. it. Yeah, I think oh, well, there's a remaster. We can dive into that, actually. Yeah. We're pretty close. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about games they need to bring back. Well, at least according to us, games that we'd like them to bring back, remaster, uh, reboot, whatever you want to say. Um, but uh, yeah, so today's episode is that. Yeah, and so uh, to to go in on that, um, we wanted to sort of cover the the definitions because we wanted to clear it up for people. These terms are, I think, now are more regulated or 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 regularly known as what they are. But I think there's still a lot um, for those that aren't as familiar or don't know uh, what they each mean. So you know, essentially, the main two being remaster and remake. And so why don't you go in with uh, your take? I think for me, I more or less gravitate towards the remaster, I believe, is when uh, they basically redo the whole game uh, graphic-wise, and then they put it out again. It's not anything different to the storyline, anything different you know, with, with the character development, anything like that. It's the same game, just better graphics. Uh, as far as like a reboot uh, remake, it would be you're changing some things to the story. Um, I don't have no examples off the top of my head. I mean, I could think of like the Resident Evils. Um, I think the Metal Gear Solid, uh, the Twin Snakes one, uh-huh. where they, they added better graphics, but they also changed some th- how some things went about. Um, maybe? Am I wrong? What do you uh, think? What, what's your opinion on that? Because those are my definitions sure. for remake remaster i group everything as like a remake and that's i know that's politically incorrect but i go with that every time i hear like they just did modern warfare uh or modern warfare yeah and that would be more or less in my opinion that would be like a remake of the same thing because it's the same not story but it's the same 
concept, I guess. I don't know if I'm mm. making sense with that, but you want to shed some light on these definitions here? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, shed, I'll shed some light on these. And so basically, um, to, to go to some of those examples you mentioned, yeah. uh, um, and just a brief uh, definition. So remaster, that's more of, think of it, I think of it as the skeletal framework is the same. So the core of the game is the same. And maybe they're updating textures, adding some quality of life things. And so, um, for instance, if we want to go back to the music world for a second. There it is. Uh, you know, Tupac, All Eyes on Me, classic album, right? Yeah. They did a remastered version of that. Yes, I remember. A remastered release. And so it's all the original recordings of him rapping and the beats yes. and everything. But they remaster it to kind of bring out the elements of the sound to a, a higher degree. Okay. And so a remake of All Eyes on Me would actually be, which unfortunately can't happen anymore, but Tupac re-records. Um, but with the same songs. Even if listing. it was the same, if it, even if it was the same bar for bar stuff, if he's re-recording it mm -hmm. and maybe they're doing some things with the beat a little bit, maybe they're not. But that's a remake because you're no longer using like yeah. what was there. And so like, um, I saw one that was sort of debated online was like the Spyro. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that, that is, it's essentially the same exact game as yeah. Spyro on PS1. Yes. However, because they're using a new engine mm -hmm. and the graphics are updated to a degree where it's like, a, it's literally a new engine. It's they, they copied the game. What engine are they using, by the way? I think, I think that one, I could be wrong in this, but I think that's Unreal Engine 4. Yeah, um, I heard that too. I thought I was just double checking. I didn't yeah. want to say it out loud, but that's oh, what I heard. Yeah. Um, so situations like that or like Metal Gear Solid Twin mm -hmm. Snakes, they actually didn't change anything story-wise. Yeah. Um, but the graphics got completely redone into the level of Metal Gear Solid 2's quality. Okay. And then they actually had the all of the vo the voice actors redo all of the lines, but they were oh. pretty much the exact same. And there was just some slight differences in the cutscenes, like some he's tinkering going on there. Yeah, he's doing backflips and shit. It's all like <laughs> Matrix Reloaded all of a sudden. Oh, uh, man. Just in some scenes, but like other than that, it's the exact same game. Mm -hmm. But because they did all those changes, that is a remake, not uh, a remaster. Sorry to jump in here, yeah. but uh, have you tried the Matrix game? I think you said you did. The you're talking. I I did enter the matrix yes uh, entered the matrix i believe that i thought that was the only one no there was the path of neo also oh i played both of them oh nice wow yeah, yeah I, did, very, I didn't play the path of neo one. wildly underrated in my opinion yeah yeah matrix enter the matrix very underrated for its time um oh, yeah. and yeah it's a wonderful wonderful game that they definitely need to bring back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, we got a little bit of taste of that with the, uh, yes. enter the matrix, uh, actually, sorry, that's not, the, it's, a the matrix reawakened or, or something like that. It's a tech demo on PS5 and. Oh, oh and with the unreal engine five with unreal engine five. Yeah. That was pretty sick when you, so, yeah. uh, ours poetic here showed us a, a quick demo, which is accessible to anybody. Correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you have a PS5 or it's actually, I believe out on PC now, so you can, uh, you know, check out the uh, Matrix Awakened or whatever it is. It's called something like that, yeah. yeah. And it, it just look it up. I'm pretty sure you can find it mm -hmm. on any Google search or whatnot. But, man, yeah, he's not joking. 
uh, it was pretty next level, yeah. very next level, and it was awesome. The graphics, right? Unreal Engine Five is going to be crazy. Oh yeah, it's going to be. It's nuts. just that that textures, everything, yeah, was insane. And I've I know you guys have seen or whoever's watching or listening seen has seen those videos where they um, if you're interested in that type of thing where they rebuild like a city or something using Unreal Engine, and it's just it's mind blowing what you can do with that engine and then now it's at unreal engine five which mm-hmm. is just adds that much more you know uh avenues to to play from and go from and do go down so as i've heard dead space they're remaking it remastering it remake remake oh they're gonna remake it yeah oh wow yeah, yeah. okay cool so yeah they're gonna remake it i guess uh i've seen some stuff on social media some screenshots so a little bit of gameplay. I haven't seen a lot of gameplay oh, yeah. on it. I'm excited. Dead yeah. Space for all you uninitiated is a um, space game. Space survival horror. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Ezra got the long play on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've played it through and it's phenomenal. The bosses are difficult. It's it's just your typical challenging game. Yeah. And I know Dead Space 3 was when they integrated mm. the... Uh, <laughs> Uh oh, you got the yeah the you, face. Like, I know, yeah. yeah that, that's when they they brought on multiplayer and then it became more of an action game. And, it was and, real choppy though. Multiplayer was choppy as hell. Yeah, I play I played the demo and I was like, yeah, it's not for me. But they lost the essence, I think, of what made the first two so great. Yeah, uh, with the first two basically being Resident Evil in space. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, the comparison would be Resident yeah. Evil in space, uh, except more like Doom. Correct. You don't mm. think it was like Doom? Like, monster-wise. Well, I mean, it's aliens and shit. So, they look different and stuff, but no, Doom's a straight-up, like, fast-paced action shoot 'em up Yeah, I didn't mean... I Uh, meant, yeah, like, as far as monsters-wise. Oh, I see. Like, designs. Like, the people are... Designs, exactly. Creature designs. Creature designs, because, like, the people were transformed into the monsters. Mm, Yeah, yeah, it, it, it... it's uh i mean it's aliens basically just to, to throw that image out there because doom is like their whole thing i think a lot of it's like coming from hell or whatever or oh yeah yeah yeah. so they're more of like demons in that sense mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. i i didn't really play doom like that but that's the vibe that they're going for anyways yeah but yeah you know the the remakes so it's a full-on remake so just to reiterate that you know they're not just updating the visuals it's like a full-on you know, looks like a brand new game. Yeah. You know, they have all of these effects. They they recently dropped a video, I think a couple of weeks ago, where they're showing off the new like fog effects. And yeah, things. I seen that video. Yeah. So they're, it's going to be like next level. Oh my God. It's going to be even scarier than what it was before when it first came out. Cause I yeah. remember playing that. We played it. Uh, I, we had it and we played it at night always. And we made sure to get the whole vibe right. We made sure to play it at night. We made sure, you know, played it uh as as loud of a volume as you could um and then you know it was it was intense it was intense and it's uh there to me there were a lot of jump scares in there um and no warnings just like bam you know something happens but the storyline was really good and um for the time and i i i really enjoyed playing it i really did and the second one too the second one was good obviously the first one it's hard to beat the first one but the second one was pretty good um, third one, I didn't like it like the rest of the people. Third one kind of lost a lot of steam for me personally. Um, and then, yeah, I'm excited that they're, they're, they're bringing it back. Um, and they're, they're going to remake it and that the graphics are going to be even that much sweeter. So I'm excited for that. 
So we thought it'd be a good idea to discuss uh, games that we want to see brought back and just sort of go down a list. And we'll probably bring this back as a recurring episode because there's just so many out, out there. And as time goes on, we'll want to see more things brought back. But um, why don't you go off with your first choice on a game that you'd like to see brought back? Oh, man, I'm excited about this list I've compiled. It's 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 a very doozy one. It's it's pretty deep. My roster goes deep here. I got I got a lot of games on on the deck. Um, but of course we're, we're going to limit that today, uh, and we'll have reoccurring episodes, um, with our takes on that. Uh, but first choice for me, number one draft pick would have to be Twisted Metal 2. Now it's a throwback. Now I'm not sure if everybody had a chance to play it. Twisted Metal, just give you a little background on it. Twisted Metal 2, well, there's one, obviously. I didn't play one as much, and it was a little more clunkier. Uh, graphics were pretty much on par with number two. Um, it's a PS1 game, so you can imagine. Very pixelated, very choppy. Uh, I loved that growing up. I mean, we don't know the difference as kids. Uh, but Twisted Metal 2 was definitely the one for me. Uh, it is a um, multiplayer game where you and a co it could be co-op. It could be co-op, and you can have you and your second player go against all the NPCs on one map. And I can't remember how many enemies were there. I think it was, ooh, I think it was either eight or ten. But to, uh, to further explain, what what are you doing in this game? What oh, makes sorry. Twisted Metal Twisted Metal? Let me let me yeah let me let me unpack that. So basically, Twisted Metal is uh, all these convicts that have a second chance at, at I guess, life and walking away free, scot-free. They make a deal with Calypso, and Calypso's like the bad guy that can organize all them getting out just to compete in this, like, competition. It's, like, more or less like Tekken, where they're, they're brought in to do, or Mortal Kombat, where they're brought in to do a big old tournament, and whoever wins, last man standing, or last woman standing, goes free, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Twisted Metal... You have uh, each player has a background, a story to why they were locked up and things like that, whether it was by mistake or they're really bad, bad criminals. So in this game, you can choose between any of those characters. I believe it's 10 or so. I can't remember. Um, But you get a a good variety of selection of players. And what you're going to do is you you you're thrown into a tournament and you play each map. I don't know how many maps. I can't remember. It's been a while, you guys. But each map has its own uniqueness about it there's snow it's paris um and all of the 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 area is able to be destructed uh you can blow things up you can um pick up other it's kind of like a weird take on um what is the game uh uh the mario kart mario kart oh okay yeah. it's like mario kart where you could pick up like you know Power-ups and Power-ups. stuff. Power-ups. You could pick up, you know, bullets. Right. You, the cars are equipped with M16s or yeah. heavy machine guns. You're shooting off the sides, and those are... But it's basically just just vehicle combat. Vehicle combat. Sorry. I Yeah, I don't know why I'm <laughs> just not explaining what it is. It's vehicle combat. It's, it's you know, a competition, and, and your goal is to, to kill the other yeah. co- opponents. But, yeah, it's vehicle combat, and your vehicle plays a huge part in... in how you perform, you know, each player has, or each bad guy or whatever has a vehicle that has a special ability with mm. it. My right. favorite character was Axel, was a ball-headed guy that was some weird way, very crazy way attached to his vehicle. His arms and legs were attached physically to the vehicle, and he 
had two big wheels and he would just roll around. And it was the funniest thing to see him in a map because like the AI is like, for some odd reason with this game, the AI was like crazy or the NPCs were like crazy hard. Yeah. And like they challenge, like I, I can't even explain to you how many times I would lose unintentionally. Like it's not where nowadays where you got to kind of put it on extra hard. Cause they kind of give you a, they give you a chance to, you know, keep going and, and, and making it easier kind of in this game. It was like, it was level 10 hard immediately. And you would die at least five times trying to get to that point yeah. um, of winning um, a round at least. Um, and then if you won a couple rounds, then you go to the final boss. And that was another story. I mean, the guy, they made sure that they made sure you were challenged in this game. But like I said, it was on the PS one. Mm-hmm. Um, graphics were very pixelated, very, um, so, uh, you know, there, there were other ones in this series, right? They were. So what, what makes, uh, you pick two as a, Out as a game to bring back? Yeah. Number two to me was special. That's why I want it to be brought back. But yeah. I think that it also, they, they really went in depth on each character's story. Mm. And I liked that about, uh, this particular game as the other ones more or less focused on, you know, obviously they wanted to make the graphics better, but they, mm. they, once they added that, they kind of took away from the story mm. in itself. And then also the maps, the maps in this one, the second one, they had Paris, like I said, they had, I can't remember, they had a bunch of like Washington, D.C., they had a bunch yeah. of landmarks, but yeah. just to, just to think about that and what you could do with a newer engine, I guess, or, you know, just to, to kind of beef it up, I, 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 I would be excited to see other you know landmark areas or cities or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it capital cities or whatever mm-hmm. added into it um and then just what just what it would look like just graphic wise and weapon wise what other weapons yeah. you can add because i think you're pretty limited on the ps1 on what like you can as far as what the graphics goes right and what you can add like you can only have a machine gun constantly shooting which is fine and then maybe i think they only give you a selection of three different types of weapons, like a heat seeking missile and the okay. regular unguided missile. And then yeah. your special ability. And even with your special ability, that would be awesome to see that in next gen consoles. Yeah, definitely. And so, so really it's just, uh, you know, the maps had a, had a very iconic vibe to them and yes. that basically, um, you felt they did justice to the characters and their stories. And yeah. so, so when you when you're thinking of twisted metal brought back yes you you want to see that you want to see like the stories uh you want to see these 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 iconic maps and but to yeah. the next level yeah oh yeah, yeah big that time. sounds cool and just the uh i don't know just to see what i i know they redid i can't remember which one but they redid recently maybe three years ago they redid one of the twisted metals i can't remember which one but they they remastered it but mm-hmm. it was it was active for only so long and then they snatched it away it was free i believe oh. um and 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 my older brother showed it to me and i was like this is awesome this reminds me of when we were younger but better graphics and it was online so it was even more wilder because these games were offline they were offline and you didn't really you know, have that competition element to it. Besides with the NPCs, you know, you, you got to go against them. And like I just explained, they're very difficult. So they basically felt like you were playing somebody online, but to add that element with next gen as well. And just to see, you know, the old generation versus the new generation, how we all would play would be awesome 
element to it as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would like to see that because I that yeah. was a franchise I, I didn't really get the chance to play or, or you know, uh, put the time into to uh, give it a try. And so I'd like to give that a go because there was one vehicle combat game uh, just to briefly mention that I I really liked. And I um, I think it was like, uh, shit, I'm forgetting the name of it, but Which one? it was on PS2. OK. And it was Motor Motor Mayhem. I think that's what it was called. Mm, they, I think I played that once. It was a long time ago. Dude. Yeah, they had a uh, you know you had your dudes in the motorcycles and then the the big car guys and but yeah heat seeking missiles and you yeah, can yeah, power yeah, yeah. ups. Mm-hmm. You can jump up on. Uh, they have they also had some vertical elements to the levels where you can go on higher points and then drop down and yeah ramps and shit. And yeah, that was really fun, you know. And they actually, you know, with the PS5 launch I, or shortly after, they brought back. Um, well, they didn't bring back, but there was this new game. It was like. Battle Stars, yeah, uh, Mayhem or something. Yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, that. it was free for a certain month, so I gave it a try, and it was. How'd it you was, like it? Yeah, you know, it was cool. I mean, they had a cool element to it where you can actually hop out the car and like yeah. run on walls and shit, and then hop into no another way. car. That's cool. I like so, that. So you know, we should maybe give it a go because it was cool. But... And that's kind of similar to like so if, if not not that they're in comparison but you know it's 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 like a vehicle strictly vehicle game as far as like rocket league is like with rocket league you're not getting out the car now i know you just mentioned that game and you can get out the car with twisted metal that's what made it special as well uh growing up twisted metal 2 obviously specifically that game um made it special to me was the fact that you you stayed in the car and there was no getting out. You didn't even see what the characters look like until they showed the cutscene, or mm. you pick that player and then they show their little backstory. And then the illustrations was amazing in the right. game where they show the little cards. And then it was the one where they would show like the picture and then get picture and then give you uh, the, the written words below it and then go to the next. It's like a slideshow almost. Yeah. Um, but I love those type of those type of uh, uh, um, how, how would I say that? I love those type of. Uh, uh, story mode where they set that up oh yeah like yeah that, where it's not it's not really animated or moving yeah. they did that with a lot of fighting games yeah 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 tekken was like that yeah yeah so We're... obviously that's my thing yeah, that's dope that's dope i mean i i think they're actually you know uh, we'll have to fact check this one but i think i think there actually is a new twisted metal in development not 100 yeah. percent sure yeah, but, yeah yeah you know so you may very well get that uh that that uh, wish would be granted that wish yeah yeah what about you what's uh what's one for you what's what's your uh, number one draft pick in a sense so i mean you know of course i got a lot of a lot of choices a lot of options you know and um this is probably my number one choice uh and i have to say metal gear solid three wow wow big hitter right there you know and i i i've Part of me was like, oh, yeah, for the podcast, but whatever. But no, I mean, it, literally, like, it's my favorite Hands Metal Gear down, Solid yeah. game. And it's just, um, it would be just so awesome to see them bring it back. And then for those that, that aren't too familiar with the Metal Gear Solid series, you know. Very storied franchise, by the way. Yeah, very, very big stealth action genre uh, or defining experience um, in that they broke a lot of waves, made a lot of waves, I should say, uh in that genre and kind of uh, you know inspired a lot of other games to do what they do and you know so in this one is a prequel it takes place in the 60s during the cold war and you know you're playing as big boss the original snake 
and you're going in there to, uh, you know, basically take down your mentor to prove the uh, CIA wasn't behind some some shady shit, you know, and we'll just leave it at that. But they were. <laughs> but they they were, you know, it, the, the roots go real deep in this one, and there's yeah. plot twists after plot twists. The stories in these games are just amazing, and that. But the con, the not the comment, the gameplay as as a whole yeah. is just next level because this one expanded on the already great AI and stealth mechanics that you know were were already brought to a next level with Metal Gear Solid Two from one, but then three enhanced that even further to the point where like you have guards like radioing in with each other and stuff and and. And though they did that in two, you could like you know shoot their radios and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and they might have been able to do that in two too. Yeah, but. you were in in, in uh, Sons of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. you were. Yeah, you right. Were, I remember doing it on the the ship. You right. would be uh, shooting uh, a snake. You would shoot their uh, hip, and it would have the radio there, and it would it would kill the radio. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's true. But I think one that they did do is that you could shoot their hands and then they couldn't use their primary. Yeah, guns. that was a game changer. That so was way different. Yeah, stuff like that. And the fact that you're in the jungle now, which is completely different from the first games. Um, and so you have this whole camo system where you can change your camouflage and you have like a rating of how invisible you are. And then also you have a stamina system where if it's too low, it affects your aim and your energy and how, you know, and so you have to like hunt and eat food in the jungle. It was just, you, you know, can get sick. You could get sick from eating bad shit. And then yeah. you could even capture things like snakes and venomous spiders and throw them at guards and shit. It was, it was just a next I never level. did that. I don't know why I never uh, did that. I didn't even know that was a function to be yeah, honest. And that's the crazy thing about this game, but honestly all the metal gear games, but this one in particular has yeah. so many, um, hidden mechanics that most people like don't even know about but like if you look up some videos and stuff like there's actually a video a couple videos i think that's like a hidden secrets of metal gear solid 3 and they do that for two also and, yeah you know there's just so much to them but you know the reason i'd like to see that uh you know one, one of the many reasons is like it's definitely my favorite i felt like they reached a very very good combination of story and gameplay here and it it's almost works perfectly as a standalone title even where if you never play any metal gear solid game um this i mean though the the, uh, the number one and three i would say are ones that you could just go in yeah and play number yeah. number two is great but you really want to play number one first because it's, it has a lot to do with the story in number one and number four is like the tying together of everything and then number five is kind of like some whole you know this gets got the best gameplay of the series but the weakest story and it's sort of on its own corner with that but you know i i, I would really love to see them bring it back because it's just a monumental experience and they already have the fox engine you know well konami unfortunately owns the rights to it but yeah you know which which is sad because to they did actually release a remaster for these games, which they should do again because it's unavailable on current consoles. Yeah. But what Konami ended up doing... And Konami is... If, uh, oh, sorry. Konami is uh, is basically the publisher for these Metal Gear Solid games. For so the entire series or just... Uh, the entire series. They so, own the yeah. rights to it. Yeah. You know, Mega Corporation, you know, they own the rights to a lot of these games. And um, unfortunately, the original creator has since separated, and that's Hideo Kojima, um, has since separated from Konami. And so the likelihood of them really bringing this franchise back to its former glory 
it's not going to happen. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And you know, the, the, the best they could do is remakes since the groundwork is already there. Yeah. And they actually sort of flexed and showed that they actually can remake this game because what they did yeah. is they, for those that don't know, pachinko machines or pachi slots, they're basically a casino type of game that I think there's, they're big in Japan, Korea, and probably other uh, countries. And they actually made a Metal Gear Solid 3-themed pachinko machine. And what they did was they completely remade and reimagined these cutscenes from the original game. Wow. And these beautiful, beautiful, well-produced versions that brought everything. It just, it just looks amazing. And, you know, I... Uh, I... A lot of a lot of the gaming community that uh, that is uh, into Metal Gear Solid and are big fans of this game in particular were just sorely disappointed because these cutscenes look so amazing even to this day. Um, yet there was no gameplay, there was no uh, no concrete evidence that they were actually going to do this for a re-release or a remake. And and he had he had control of that. Uh, of the pachinki machines he he gave no, the go-ahead for that or they no. kind of went on their own to do that this was after kojima had separated from konami oh uh, wow so this is like them just dragging the game name in the dirt um wow. and just like it, this is what we could do but we're not gonna this is what we could do but we're gonna put it on a casino machine Eesh, that's a, yeah whoa and uh you know thankfully for for the internet and people who are lucky enough to to go check these out Mm-hmm. We have a lot of these this footage from those machines. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it really is incredible. And it's like a whole nother, it's a, like a true remake of everything because it's remade in the Fox engine, which Kojima had developed in his team. Um, but unfortunately, Konami owns the rights too. And, you know, they're just, they're just in the shitter as a publisher because they haven't really been releasing anything anything really they sit they they also own the castlevania franchise oh jeez. um you know just as to throw that out there and yeah. you know when's the last time they made like a proper castlevania it's been right it's been a minute they've it's done some like really re-releases minute, yeah, yeah. They, they've done some re-releases and remasters and stuff but like you know that's honestly the best they can do because when they did after kojima separated they did actually try to make another metal gear solid game it yeah. was called metal gear survive or metal gear solid survive oh wow and it was terrible yeah and you played that i i what played that because there was a there was like a brief demo available for like a couple weeks or something it was like yeah. a beta or, or some sort and uh and it basically just took metal gear solid 5 that skeleton of gameplay mm-hmm. and they made it into like a zombie game and you went in some other dimension and everything and it completely destroyed what the game meant and and it, it just took a Dragging hard the turn. name through the mud again. Dragging the name through the mud. It wasn't even as fun to play because they no. just had all these different mechanics that weren't, you know, well done. And it's a shell of itself almost, right? It's a shell of itself, you know. And so it's sad. It's sad. We who knows what we'll see. I mean, I think they're coming up on the thirty fifth year of of uh, Metal Gear Solid anniversary this year. Wow. And you know, we'll likely see nothing for that. Unfortunately, wow. that's terrible. I I really wish they would do something for that because it's such a it's such a polarizing, you know, series, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the franchise I love, and you know, I grew up with, and we touched on this in our first podcast episode, but yeah. it's it's very devastating because I I I hold those games 
um, close to my heart because I grew up with those. So yeah, yeah. that sucks. That's no fun. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, it's just a, you know, cause I, I love stealth genres are, are, you know, uh, you know, among my, my, my favorite, uh, in the genre space. And oh, so, yeah. you yeah, know, and Metal time. Gear is just that game, you know, when it comes to that and, uh, the story and just, you know, it's a big piece of my life. I'd say, you know, this yeah. series, and I, I would love to see them bring that back. Of course. Of course. At the very least, and we get a remaster for current consoles. Oh man, that would be, oh, I, I got it on my PC, but it's like more people need to be able to experience this. And yeah. They need to be accessible on PS4 and PS5, and it's just it's currently not because uh, side note, um, Metal Gear Solid Two and Three have actually been taken down because they lost the rights to this historical footage that was in the games. Oh Jesus! As as you know, like yes. they they actually gather real footage from the real world, and they you know so it's like they added into the clips the yeah they added into cutscenes because cut it's scenes, sorry it's, I meant to say it's basically historical fiction and political fiction because they're talking about things like john f kennedy's assassination and yeah. the whole cuban missile crisis all of this stuff and they're actually putting footage for these incidents and things and because the rights had expired to this footage they had to take down these games from all storefronts yeah and the konami has been dragging ass on renewing those rights which is what they should do at the very least yeah so then people can still access them again but uh, you know that's uh, that's the sad state of the Metal Gear Solid franchise and and three in particular. A great example of what it could be reduced to a casino machine. Yeah. So what about you? What's your uh, number two choice? Oh, uh, man, uh, this this is like I said, I, I put a lot of thought into this list. Um, but number two, I I I want to have a chance to go back later in future episodes. Uh, if they give us that much time <laughs> uh, to go back and kind of revise lists. But my number two choice, big one for me, Siphon Filter for the PS1 through the PS3. Uh, they made a handful of games uh, throughout that course. But PS1, Siphon Filter 1, definitely my second choice. Uh, it is a third-person shooter stealth game. Uh, it's laid out the same with a bunch of missions. Uh, actually they had a lot of missions in this one game. Uh, the, the graphics PS one graphics, uh, look, looking, uh, main character looking like a, a thumb with hair <laughs> and, um, game was published by nine, eight, nine studios, which is no longer, uh, around. Um, but I believe the developer is still around. Yeah. Um, I can't um remember the name of them, but I know they've done some games. They've done some twisted metal games. Right. The developers Ben Studio, which most mm -hmm. recently did Days Gone. Oh, Days Gone. Yeah, um, we just talked about that. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And and uh uh you know, off mic we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. But um the the publisher, I guess, was actually a subdivision of Sony. So yeah. technically in a way it's still they're still there. Um in that they could bring this back. And I, I, there may have, may not have been rumors about this being brought back. Yeah. And so uh, siphon filter was definitely awesome. I loved it growing up playing it. You know, it had the guns, the blood. I loved it as a little boy growing up. Um, the, the game, the story that went with the game was, was awesome. You know, you play as like a, like a, uh, a, a government, you know, agent, and you had to try to um, bust up this uh, German international terrorist and 
go through and find all his bombs, chemical bombs he's planted um, in each level um, or each area of, of the game. Uh, and you progressively went to different areas of the U.S. Oh, to go nice. find these bombs. And you worked with the bomb kind of task force that helped. You had to locate them and then let them know, hey, look, it's here. He has a partner, um, Leon, that helped you. She was another agent as well, but she was mainly in your um, microphone uh, or not microphone, but your headset and kind of giving you directions yeah. and things like that. Uh, but I loved it because it was a stealth game, which I like, similar to Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Stealth uh, action. And you would you would go around and stop these bad guys from... You know, blowing the world up, blowing the U.S. up, I guess, in a sense. Right. And yeah, I, I loved it. It was great. It it definitely was was vast. It had a lot to do, a lot of enemies, and the guns were awesome. I thought they did a pretty good job at integrating a bunch of different guns. So uh, just to, to you know, um, get a little more out of this. Yeah. I that's actually another franchise I never really played. Yeah. Um, you know, which is uh crazy considering, you know, I love I love stealth games as I was mentioning earlier. But what what uh you know makes this stand out for you because I I definitely um you know always wanted to play it. I think I briefly played it at a friend's house, but you know, what about this uh gameplay, the action, is it the stealth, uh particularly I, I like the stealth. The stealth yeah. was where it was at. Um, you you could technically beat a level at any point by just stealthily going around with your silence pistol and taking headshots and then oh, making nice. your way through the entire game that way. Or you can be guns a-blazing, go through with a grenade launcher and, you know, tear things up. But you basically, your best bet would to definitely be uh, very stealthy throughout the whole mission um, and not raise any flags, red flags at least, and accomplish it that way. I think there were optional objectives. Like if you were to handle it stealthily, you know, right. you would get that. I, there was no reward system. Like you weren't going to get like an unlocked gun or nothing, but uh. it was still great to be able to sneak by and not encounter as many enemies as you would. That's cool. Um, usually uh, every map or every mission wouldn't end with a boss battle it would kind of just segue into um another part of the map and or just entirely different character oh, well not character this one they had four entries i believe in the game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the first three were spread out through different consoles so the first one was on ps1 mm -hmm. the second one i believe was on ps2 and it was a dual disc one it was one of those ones oh, where it was uh, thick like you had two games yeah. two discs to 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 put in and that was i think that was one of the game changers the only reason why i lean more towards one is because obviously it has a bigger you know it's closer to my heart as i grew up we played the hell out of this one like we played it so often i've beat it so many times i can't even imagine um anybody else surpassing me at beating it that many times but um I love, like I said, the stealth, the action, and then just the storyline was was amazing. Nice. Um, to be able to to be like a hero, a savior of, you know, uh, our country, and do all that. I, I, yeah. As a young boy, I I loved that. I was I was, yeah. you know, but also just the characters and the bad guys. Like the bosses were challenging, and you had to definitely make sure you were smart about how you came about playing them and things like that. Um. It wasn't until the second entry that you were able to play different characters. Oh, okay. And this one, you you start as Gabe Logan, and you played him throughout. 
Um, but the game felt like it went on forever. I mean, it, it, it was one of those games where it didn't, it wasn't that it didn't feel short. Like there was yeah. no action or it was, it, it was lacking in anything. It was very long and most levels had different, um, areas of the map. So it would, it would, for example, there's a subway mission. Right. You run that whole course by the end of that, something goes wrong. One of the bombs detonates, it blows a whole subway up. Now you have to escape the subway while it's on fire. There's guys coming at you. My favorite weapon of choice in this game was the taser, the hand taser. Oh, nice. Very wildly uh, uh, unrealistic, by the way, because you would shoot it. Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't a uh, hand taser. It was more or less a, uh, I don't know, a shooting taser. Oh, yeah. It's like a, like a taser gun. Yeah, yeah taser gun. Yeah. And so you would shoot the taser gun from X amount of 900 feet away. It didn't even matter. <laughs> Two miles away. And you would shoot the taser, hit the guy. It didn't matter how far he was. As long as you had a cursor on him and you yeah. hit him, you could hold it until he caught on fire and started screaming. And I think for me, one of the things was like the sound effects in the game. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the gun sound effects and then just the, the, the sheer terror of the terrorists that you were going against. The noise it would make when you light them on fire is pretty graphic. Um, but each level varied and there was a backstory to each level that I loved. I loved when they're that in depth, you had to go to the catacombs in in France, you had to go to a snow level in like oh. Russia, you had to, they had helicopters. It was just so much thrown at you at once. Nice. And the thing I love the most, and the reason why most of these games are PS1 for me is because of the fact that they were challenging. I feel nowadays games aren't as challenging as they used to be. Um, plus, there's a lot of people out there that kind of spoil it and tell you how to the easiest way to you know go about this or hack it or whatever, find a special yeah. this or that. It takes the fun out of it. When you were a kid yeah. growing up, you had none of that. You had to just play it through and figure it out. Right, and and the other the other thing to that is that now uh, you know where we are. Whether these games are more challenging or not, is we have that past experience behind us so we can always think like oh yeah this is like when i played blah, 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 and i had to do this yeah you know so we're we're naturally better at gaming than we were back then yeah well you know? yeah now as as adults grown yeah. men we're like yeah it's easy but for us it's it's interesting or well for me just kind of go right back to what i was just saying about the gameplay also is for me this was the 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 first game where you had to follow the objective you couldn't just you know stray or do whatever you wanted to do you know and also you would have to figure things out there were missions the the catacomb mission for example you'd have to pay attention and listen to each cutscene because if you miss something oh you were stuck there forever there yeah. i was stuck on the catacombs mission for like three weeks because yeah. we couldn't figure because we totally blew right by the cutscene that told us exactly how to go about what to do and we're stuck at a gate and we're standing there and we're like, okay, so what do we do? Long story short, you had to execute like one of the monks or I don't know what the heck he was, some religious figure. And you had to do it in such a way to where the guards would come and then you would have to grab the key cards from them by killing them. Oh, da, 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 da. But it's, it's things like that, that really like yeah. kind of challenged you. And yeah. of course, like you said, now, um, as adults, you can kind of look at it differently and be like, oh, well, yeah. probably would be able to pick up that. A right. Bit. But it was I felt like with these these type of games too, though, that they they put that effort in there. I feel like nowadays it's yeah. it's more aimed at different things. 
Right, and 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 they're not so. Um, you know, now most games they just you can press a button and you know exactly what your objective is. Yeah. You know, and so back then it was more of a uh, of a puzzle element going to it because you couldn't just bring up the menu and go, "What am I doing again?" You know, yeah. you you had to really be in it and yeah. sort of absorbed in the world. And so it sounds like they designed this game with that with that in mind that you were basically sitting there and you're you're understanding what's going on for you to solve these puzzles and also kind of similar to your first choice it sounds like they had a lot of iconic uh levels yeah um, yeah that were that kind of spanned all over the place yeah and i love that they had washington dc and like i said they had the catacombs and wherever that is france i don't know Um, yeah and then the subway in new york and 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 things like that and it, it, it really, I, I love that. Cause like, I mean, I didn't travel a lot when I was younger, I stayed home or we, you know, we had school and stuff like that, but to be able to kind of live vicariously through a character in a video game was awesome to me. Oh, and yeah. I love that. And just, you know, like I said, the gameplay and the story, the story captured me immediately. And, you know, I love that you're, you know, you're a hero in a sense, and you're going to run through, um, but I thought the, the graphics, although they were PS1 graphics, I thought they did a pretty good job on them. Yeah. And, 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 you know, looking back on it now, even as we have all this, you know, updated, um, graphics and everything with Unreal Engine 5 yeah. and all this, you look back and you, this still holds, it holds tough. Yeah. It's not bad. You know, it's, uh, like, like we were joking about, uh, as we were looking at this game, <laughs> the gameplay of, they look like, uh, Lego people, like their faces and, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like thumbs with hair. Thumbs with hair is uh, the best one. Yeah. And it, and it is kind of funny, but at the same time, if you, if you have that context of when it was released and yeah. which I think this one was 99, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it, it was, uh, you know, at the time it was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty cutting edge. Yeah. And I think, and like I said, a lot of these provide a lot of nostalgia for me uh, and that's why I choose them so high on my list. And you'll get a lot of these in uh, the future podcasts we do with this reoccurring theme. You'll get a lot of those for me, but I hope, that I can reach one or two people where they can go back and either watch a walkthrough on YouTube or they can somehow, some way get an emulator and get these games going. Oh yeah. And, and just have that experience. Cause for me nowadays, and I've mentioned this, it's, it's hard for me to get involved in, in, in a storyline of the newer games now. And maybe it's just because I haven't found one, but yeah. I like the stealth action shooter adventures. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's part of our goal with the the podcast and the, the the things we do with the videos we make and whatnot is like reaching people that of course appreciate and already know these things, but yeah. also those that don't and they're kind of like, what is this? And yeah. like, let me dive in. Oh, or, I let love me that. go play that. Let yeah, me, you know. And sometimes even for for uh, shits and giggles, yeah. I like to go back and look at games that I played growing up, even now, and you know, go and thank goodness for YouTube, uh, look through and see the walkthroughs of the games I played growing up, and I'm like, man. I still would rock that. I still would because yeah. it's just, it's about the simplicity too as well. Um, but I felt like there was more passion involved mm-hmm. and, and I could be wrong, but I felt like the older games, I felt like they were very passionate about what they put out because they had only one chance. Yeah. And a lot of these, these series is series is, but series, I said that all wrong. A lot of the series and, and, and franchises, they, they had this one chance and they were yeah. either, I mean, I can't really say they were smaller studios or not studios, but, uh, uh developers i can't i I don't know but in a sense some of these games aren't you know 
big deals. They're not huge. And they right. have this one opportunity to say, Hey, you know what? Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's, let's just knock it out. It had, it had more of a naturally like indie flavor to it because yeah. it, it was, it, it gaming at that time didn't quite make the itself, the medium that it was. And that like, you know, a lot of people still viewed it negatively or like that it wasn't real art. Yeah. You know, whereas now it's like, you can't really dispute the fact that it is such a, a, a huge monumental, like a monolithic medium where, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it makes the most revenue out of any media. And now to that point though, things are getting more saturated and you have these studios of hundreds of people that are, you know, making these games. And, and in some cases they throw things in there just to try to make what they call the gotcha elements, Yeah, and, you know, make cash grabs and things like that. So I, I, I totally vibe with what you're saying on that, like uh, sort of the passion and stuff. Like while it's still there in many games today and you can definitely find it when you're looking at the AAA space or like the mainstream yeah. games, yeah, you could definitely get a sense that some, sometimes at least for, for some of these uh, titles that the passion may not be, always be there or that maybe like the guy who did the art design super passionate about it but then you got the guy doing the uh, uh gameplay uh, progression throwing all these other things to kind of get you to do these micro transactions and yeah know. yeah and that's yeah. what i guess i miss the most is not having all that the yeah. micro transactions in this in a game and just running it through and you know, being challenged that way without having to, you know, buy the DLC, you guys, or yeah. hey, buy this fancy gun or this outfit, or hey, you want an emote? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for me, that's why I choose these games. But definitely, if you get an opportunity to look at the walkthroughs, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, there was a point where I did go back uh, a little bit older, maybe two years after the fact, after I finished the game like five million times, and I went back with the, uh, my handy dandy. Um, Cheat code, cheat code central. Yeah. I googled it. Uh, I looked it up. C C C, and I looked it up. Got me some good old good olds, and went back into the game and uh, cheated my whole way through. So yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think one actually, you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna be 100 with everyone here. I think I'm pretty sure we had to do that for that catacombs mission. We're stuck on for three weeks. I think we just we didn't get it. We didn't get. We weren't the smartest kids. And we just said, screw it, we'll just, we'll go ahead and cheat our way through this one. So we skipped that level. We did the good old uh, level skip on that bad boy. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my second choice, uh, Siphon Filter. Um, not to uh, uh, disrespect two or three. Uh, two, the double disc, amazing. Three was awesome because they actually went back and told it was like a prequel to the whole series. Right. And I just was in love with that game. But for me, number one, definitely hit her on my list for sure. Nice, nice. So Ars Poetic, what's your number two? I'm curious, I'm curious. So number two choice, I have to go with Dissidia Final Fantasy. Wow. Those uh, that don't know, Dissidia, well, of course, let me touch on the Final Fantasy series real quick. For rookies like me. For real rookies, <laughs> you know. They're, you know, they're coming out with number 16 wow. uh, pretty soon. And, and uh, you know, so that tells you how long they've been in the in the business i think late 80s is the first one wow i did not know that yeah and so you know they're traditionally role-playing games and uh for a lot of it has been turn-based uh, rpg but the later ones have more real-time action um i'm sorry to interrupt and and when you say turn-based you uh, meant like you select what button is going to be the next attacked attack correct yeah, so so normally, you know, you're you're fighting an enemy or or however and you yeah. have your party with you or your solo, it depends on the situation, but basically 
you're selecting what move you want to do. Do you want to attack? Do you want to defend? You want to do a magic spell? And it coincides wanna... with what button. So like triangle is going to be like a, a um, high strike or something like that. Or No, I mean, for the later ones, okay. they do kind of some stuff like that. Like the, for instance, they actually, um, though I'm not using that as my, uh, uh, as my game here, but Final Fantasy VII did get a remake. Yeah. Um. And that they actually it was turn based in the beginning, and they made it more of an action RPG. So you're actually pressing square and stuff to to attack. Um. And uh, I think triangle you you can switch to a different like style of attacking, but yeah. then you have these like uh moves that you can do outside of that too, like these magic magic uh abilities. And like cast like a that. spell or something. Yeah. And so in that sense it is kind of like combo like and yeah. different button configurations. But traditionally like the first eleven or so. Yeah. Um uh, was more of like you you pick what they're gonna do and then they do it. They and, execute it. But it's still like it's still intense because it's like a game of chess. And your enemies like just dropping bombs on you, you know, and so like it's still very challenging. While that might sound like a slower pace, easy game, but it's it's still yeah. You really got to predict your next move, really chess yeah. chess style here. And yeah. and so would I be fair in saying? Would I be correct in saying that um, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars, um, wouldn't would be a turn based game? Yes, or no? from what I understand, I, I have. Oh, you've never played. I oh. never played that oh. one. We're in trouble. I know, I know. But from what I saw, I if I recall correctly, I think that one is a turn-based game. Okay. Where good. basically like you're you're showing up, you're battling them, and, and yeah. then it's kind of like, all right, you do some damage on me, yeah. I'm gonna do this next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's one of the greater ones that uh I didn't have on my list. Yeah, and you know, they are doing a remake for that. I heard and yeah. I'm excited. I think I'm I'm trying to stay away from ones that I know they're doing right. and I want that they're not doing. Yeah. Um, to bring back but anyways more about yeah. your final fantasy so Go ahead. that's the final fantasy series in a nutshell and so they did something really cool when the psp was out and they actually made a game called Dissidia final fantasy and what this was it brought all of the main characters and the main villains from all of the final fantasies up to that point wow which i think was uh probably like 12 at that point when that came out um the first one anyways and they made it a fighter. And so you were actually oh, fighting no each other. So it wasn't turn-based. It then. wasn't turn-based. Oh, it wow. was actually real-time combat. And it was really cool because um, the combat was more of along the lines of those like Dragon Ball Z games, like the 3D yeah. ones, yeah. where you can actually fly around and zoom to your targets. And it made it very anime-esque um, to where like if you ever saw... Final Fantasy VII movie, Advent Children, or like you just seen, you know, those crazy fights like in Dragon Ball Z or something where yeah. you're zipping around, which, you know, is an I anime for those. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you can fly around and you're attacking, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. And um, what's cool is that each of your moves are like your special moves from those games. So like it was just, it meant a lot where if you did play these games and you're playing that character you know and love, to then be able to do all of those moves and like dodging it, it like unlocked everything for you there. Yeah. Where and you were able to do much more than just, you know, your turn and, and, and whatever right. went with that. 
you know, you were unlocked more and you were able to do more freedom. You had more freedom to use that character to its full potential almost. Exactly. And, okay. and you know, and so, but at, at its full power too, because normally these like special moves, for a lot of them, they were called limit breaks. Yeah. And you'd have to build them up over time and then you can unleash them. Sweet. Whereas in this game, it's like you can just bust them out like combo after combo and then you're doing dumb. them. And it had a really cool system to where you had two different types of attacks. There was like your regular bravery attacks and then your HP attacks that actually reduced the health. So the more bravery attacks you did, the more damage you would build up to when you did a HP attack, then it would take down more of their wow. health. You know, so it was a really unique uh, element to fighting games that I hadn't seen before. Plus the fact that it's Final Fantasy characters and the fact that it's like you're zipping around and you feel badass and like super powerful. Yeah. Um, it makes for a lot of intense combat where you're just, the, you know, even just going against the AI, though it did have a multiplayer element, it was just really challenging. And, you know, you would like try to strike them then they dodge you and then you dodge them. And then it's like a real intense fight yeah and you know so these this game unfortunately was trapped on the psp console which was the handheld playstation before the nintendo switch i'm i, I before the add, nintendo switch before all of this it, it it was uh you know well obviously game boy was there yeah uh, nintendo, nintendo had game their boy, yeah they were ahead ahead of the game yeah nintendo had their their hold on the handheld market but sony gave it a try with psp and and then ps vita after but um you know it was a it was a really cool game for the time, and, and I think a lot of people missed it because it was on that platform. And they actually did make a sequel, mm -hmm. and that one's even better. It adds a couple more characters. And what are they running that on? Um, what that one, that, that on? one was also PSP. No way. Um, how, you know, how, how long Oh, how long between games? How many uh, years between games? I think games? it was like a couple years yeah. um, or so, um, give or take. But it was pretty awesome for the time, and... You know, I, though I like fighters and stuff, that's not like a genre that's, that's super high on my list and I haven't yeah. played too many different kinds of them, but that one is definitely like one of my favorites because I love the characters so much, but also the moves are just so intense and, and how you move about. It's, uh, it's so cool. And, um, they did actually make a, a newer game called mm -hmm. Dissidia NT and this is sort of like the number three, you could say, but of that of that series of that series, and it's actually fairly modern. Like I think it came out a few years ago, and so it actually looks pretty nice. It came out on the PS4 consoles eventually, um, and PC, but it was originally designed as an arcade game. So no way they actually flipped it on its head, and instead of one v one, they made it three v three, which in my opinion, it. it it just made the game way too overwhelming and way too much going on. Oh, I could see where that's like hard to follow. Yeah, it was very hard to follow. And I really liked that 1v1 because it was like a boss battle every match, you know? Yeah. And, and it was just so dope. And I felt like they really dropped the ball on this one because they were designing it around these popular 3v3 team-based arcade games. Wow. And, you know, the graphics are definitely increased to more of a modern style. The, all the, the core gameplay is still there, yeah. but they, they just, you know, I, did, I felt they like they didn't, the they sure. missed the mark. They didn't appeal to the right crowd. Mm. And so, 
you know, this one is actually, it's the black sheep of, of that series or, you know, sub series and has since like, doesn't really get supported anymore. And though I think you, you can't, you can do one V one games, but really the core of it was designed around three V three and it just, it just wasn't uh, what it could be. And so I, I wish that they would bring this back and give it new light as you know, these Final Fantasy games continue to drop out. Um, I feel like they could easily go back to the drawing board and look at what made the first two titles out of these Dissidia games yeah. um, so fun to play and how intense they were and just how they really brought these all of these characters, especially from the older Final Fantasies who were like pixelated and, oh, wow. you know, like yeah. to life, yeah. you know. And then imagine that on like next gen or or or, you know, higher engines you know unreal yeah. that'd be sweet or oh, not yeah. just unreal you know there are a gang of engines out there but right um imagine them on one of your favorites and you're just like wow how how much potential or just how much they can just expand upon the series and add even more to it yeah and add and add even more characters because like i mentioned you know they do focus largely on the yeah. primary characters mm -hmm. but you know for pretty much every final fantasy it's about a gang of characters and you have a party. So you might have anywhere from just three to like six, seven people that you sort of form a group with to do whatever quest to save the world or whatever it is. Yeah. And so there's a lot of side characters and they do bring some of them in these games, in the, the latest one and even in uh, the sequel. Yeah. But um, there's so much they could pull from and it could really be like a long lasting franchise if they they put more into it and sort of try to revive it. And I think that they could because the fan base is just so strong for final fantasy. Oh, yeah. We talked about this episode. Right. right. And, and you know, even if you look at final fantasy 14 as an example, yeah. for those that don't know, that one is a MMO or massively uh, massive multiplayer online game. I like game. I like MMOs. Yeah. Those and so games like shit. world of Warcraft and uh, elder scrolls online and mm -hmm. where you, create a character and you you become what you want to be and it's you're like doing this quest based, right more, it is subscription less, yeah. based uh actually so it's 15 dollars a month to play and that's why i don't really play it anymore but i did play it mm -hmm. for a while was it free at any point or uh they have always like always has been 15 bucks a month it's always been 15 a bucks a month yeah Jeez, that's like a gym you know? no i'm just kidding it's not a gym membership those are way <laughs> higher than <laughs> it's like i pay like 42 bucks a month that's insane yeah you know and and it's it's definitely in my opinion it's the best of its of that genre mm -hmm. and um you know the numbers do show that it's pretty much up there with world of warcraft and they're like the top wow. two wow i had no idea yeah a lot of people actually migrated from world of warcraft to final fantasy um that's sick. because the online is just it's just so well developed the 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 levels uh to the gameplay mechanics and the moves it's just it's more engaging to me i feel um especially because they adapted for consoles it's one of the few mmos of that style that you can play on a playstation um you know whereas traditionally those are like pc style games yeah and i absolutely absolutely love mmos like yeah. that's like my jam i love mmos and i I I played Elder Scrolls online because of you, uh, and I got into that because you know how much I am fully in love with Skyrim, right? Um, uh, Morrowind, the Elder Scrolls titles, you know that are that are there, and I I I liked it. Uh, I can't say I love it, 
but I really wish they would do just a complete, and I don't know, you don't, it don't even have to be a pre-existing series. It could be a completely new one, but somebody released such a captivating MMO to where it's my character. I can, you know, kind of world of Warcraft status where it's like in final fantasy, not to disrespect that lasts for so long. Cause I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm blowing a lot of money on video games yeah. here, but like, I would rather pay 15 bucks a month uh-huh. and play and upgrade my character and continually see him grow and mm-hmm. add, add just a whole nother world. You leave. It was kind of like that movie. And I saw uh, maybe like 20 minutes of it and then I cut it off, but uh ready player one, like where oh. they do like the whole different world. Like you're, yeah. that's what video games are to me is like, it's a full blown other outlet. Right. Where I, you know, it's a stress reliever. I go to that, but I want to be able to just completely transform into my character and just kind of like rock with that, upgrade them, do missions, but like it be unlimited in a sense. It be endless in a sense where you can keep doing that. And I know they have titles now, but something fresh, something new, different. Yeah, I feel you. And, and, you know, these games, that's essentially what they do because they're always coming out with new content and that's why they yeah. have a subscription is because you're helping them fund new stuff, yeah. you know, uh, for the ones that are really doing it. You know, there's a lot of room in that space to do unique things. You know, one that I'm always not to sidetrack too much, but I want to mention, um, one that I always wish I saw that come to fruition was, I think it was called agent. And it was actually an MMO uh, yeah. developed by Rockstar. Yes. And I was just about to touch on that yeah. too. Yeah. Maybe not agent itself, but like Rockstar has so much ability to oh, do yeah. this, the, to do an MMORPG or in, in, in Rockstar. And even, even if you really want to get real different, you can even say, you know, any of the, the Call of Duty games. I mean, there could be, there's potential there yeah. to do some weird stuff with that. I mean, it may not be you know, as big as these other ones, but you know, just, I feel like there's, there needs to be more focus on that. Cause I mean, just circling back to rockstar, like even with grand theft auto online, like Mm -hmm. I understand that's not an MMO, uh, in a sense, in, 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 in a sense. And I feel like they could do much, much, much more with, with that. And I know we've talked about that a couple of times, but I feel like they need to tone it because it's more or less aimed at like, okay, like caters more to the people that are willing to pay more for it. Yeah, no. And this is true. And that's, that's the catch, you know, with MMOs is some of them do fall victim to that where they become uh pay to play is what they call them, you know? Yeah. And, and you have to pay if you really want to get, you know, the game experience, you have to pay all this extra stuff, extra money to, to get to where you should be. Um, and have the experiences that you want to. They, these games do do that, and games like GTA, um, they are, in a sense, an MMO light or, or like yeah, Destiny, you like, know? Oh, so Destiny? Oh, Destiny I've would, would be. Destiny. Yeah, no, it, and, you know, that is another one that's actually free to play, you know, where it's sort of, again, a light version of it where mm-hmm. you do have your character, you do kind of build it up to how you want to play and you do quests and things. Um, but it's not to the extent of games like Final Fantasy. And but but to get back to my choice and why I um, I bring up this tangent of Final Fantasy fourteen in particular is that it actually had a really terrible launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there were people that played it and stuff, it was it just tanked and it, and it did not do well. But then 
they actually the developers went in on bringing it back and there's actually a really good documentary on this uh by the uh no clip channel um and uh, it's really worth checking out it's on youtube but the the director and the team they brought it back and they retitled it final fantasy 14 a realm reborn mm -hmm. and they basically they actually put it into the story that like this massive apocalyptic event happened and it kind of wow. reset everything and they used that as a launching point to reboot their whole attempt at making this online game and it um it took off and now yeah. it's like one of the highest uh played um mmos and nice. it's sort of like a defining a game of that genre and so i think that if they really looked at the city of final fantasy with that same um scope and yeah. said you know guys this last one didn't do so hot when it came to the uh consumer and home market um but let's bring it back let's try to do it from scratch and let's yeah. you know look to the original one that you know made it so so noteworthy I think they could uh they could really breathe new life into it. It's it's just so damn fun. I mean, I, I that's like one of the main reasons I have a PSP emulator. I mean, of course I I play the Metal Gear Solid uh Peace Walker on there too, but There you go. But but this is that other game that like I could always go to and just hop into a quick match, play as like Cloud or Squall or whoever and just fuck shit up, you know. There you go. <laughs> that's right now. I think I think one uh one thing on on our whole topic that we have which is you know bringing games back i think one thing that kind of is 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 a hard dose of reality is the fact that i think that they might be slightly unsuccessful because of the fact that people are so geared towards multiplayer online with your friends or with random strangers and the appreciation for storyline and offline games has mm -hmm. completely been depleted or been reduced um to close to zero i mean you do have a small percentage of people that most likely play offline games exclusively or you know whatever you want to say but then you have mmos then you have people that play you know running guns you know mm -hmm. stuff like that gta whatever mm -hmm. um and i think that it sucks because that's kind of like in the past. That's what we like. And I, I feel like that, I don't want to say it's dying, but I feel like there's not going to be a lot of appreciation for these games that I look at as nostalgic. And, you know, it may mean that much to me, but I feel like it's old school for a reason because yeah. people, there's so much more now where there's so much opportunity to be the next Fortnite, to be the next Battle Royale, to right. be the next uh, Call of Duty franchise or Battlefield franchise or right. whatever big franchise you know. And I feel like, unfortunately, the hardest reality for me is the fact that those games are no longer in because of how much um, accessibility to other things online. And it just opens up plenty of other doors. And that's kind of forgotten slightly. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's that's where the market has, has headed for a while now um, because... For a lot of reasons, and part of that is that you can just so easily come home after a long day's work. You have yeah. like an hour to, to kill. You just want to hop on some Call of Duty, kill some people, and hop off. Exactly. Where people don't necessarily want to invest uh, a full 20, 30-hour experience of that's a super compelling story and, and uh, you know, well-produced game. And, and they're, they're, of course, they still come out. There's still tons of them, and they're... 
they're they're definitely not dying. A lot of people say story games are dying, and I don't think that's the case. But I'm they playing are. devil's advocate right now. But, I'm sorry, but no, no, no. <laughs> I, but I think you bring up a good point in yeah. that. I don't think they're dying because the fans that do play them are just so um, adamant about why they're so good, and they will they support them to the to the you know end of days. You know, of course, and. I think they'll always have a place, and and when you see franchises like the ones primarily, uh, like the exclusives from Sony, are are primarily story based games. Yeah, and I the love ones that. that do the the best for them. Mm-hmm. However, they are expanding into the multiplayer environment, and I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that while they're not going away, they they're definitely kind of pushed more and more to the side the priority has dropped the priorities drop and and i think that is the same for developers because when you look at it from an economic standpoint it's like okay do we want to make a game that's like a one and done experience but it's so fucking awesome that everybody wants to play it and what are the chances of that or do we make like a game that has a really fun repetitive gameplay loop that can suck people in and just can be shared with other people and then naturally grows from that. It's definitely a money move. It's, it's a definitely, money. It's, it's definitely, you know, and I understand that nowadays things, you know, every, everything in price across the board everywhere with commodities, with, you know, whatever you want to say, it's, it's all gone up, you know, and yeah. in this great state of California, it's, um, and worldwide. It, yeah. Too. Yeah. And worldwide, but here, especially here in, yeah. uh, in, in, in our lovely state, it's, it's difficult. And, yeah. I understand a lot of these developers, they they need to get more bang for their buck in a sense, and they're going to do what's best for them. And I understand that. Uh, it It's just, it, it's something that I, I cherish a lot. Yeah. And I'm sad because myself, in my personal opinion, I've I've strayed very far from it. And I definitely, you know, you're one of my inspirations to get back into that because I know that that's something you do um, in your downtime. You are that that few percentage that say you know what i had a long day let me go jump into you know ghosts or let me go jump yeah. into da, 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 you know and and i admire that in you and 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 i definitely want to take after that but yeah. i know you're with me on the mmo thing though. yeah too. oh yeah no but, sure. and, and there's definitely and i'm not knocking multiplayer games because there's definitely a time and a place and it's definitely fun when you can get your whole squad or a group of friends together and just collaborate and do this teamwork and you can have these experiences yeah. so there's definitely time and a place for it but I think you and I both like just these these experiences we want to call them not even games that are are focused on story driven just yeah. are are so you know impactful you oh, know, yeah, to the point time. where they we're, we're quoting them all the time oh and we're my like, goodness you know uh, you know our ringtones are there yeah <laughs> and then it'll be that quick look that glance like hey yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about exactly so. you know so. So, and that's part of why we also wanted to, to touch on this topic um, because um, it just means so much to us, these games, and a lot of them are naturally these single-player-driven games yeah. because um, they just mean so much to us, and we want to see them brought back, and we want to see more of that side of gaming. I would love to, and I really hope developers hear us out here. And uh, if if you if you have an opportunity, definitely... You know, YouTube's a great tool. Look it up on YouTube. They have a lot of walkthroughs. A lot of people have emulators where they go back and they can play these games on PC. Um, and definitely take a look at that and, and and look up some of some of the games that we mentioned here. And although the graphics aren't there, 
I, I think they're great as far as story goes, game gameplay goes, yeah, um, sound effects, weapons, right. everything. Exactly. And and you know, if you can view it with that 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 lens of context also yeah. and the same way that you might view a movie from the nineties or eighties. There you go. Perfect. You know, and and it might be so impactful or might have meant so much to you. And it might be kind of cheesy now, it's but cheesy, corny, whatever you want to call it. But it, it, and that's it. That was a yeah. great, actually great analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is, you know, and I, oh my God, I absolutely love it. Don't get me started. That's, that's yeah, another that's podcast a whole for another, another day uh, because okay. man, I'm a big horror guy. I'm a big eighties, nineties horror guy too. My God. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm street, you know, any of the, the, uh, Friday the 13th, any of those like cheesy, they were the yeah. best. The thing, John yeah, Carpenter's sure, the thing. Oh, it's like oh, the graphics. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're but they did it right. They did it with yeah. heart and soul, and they did heart real. And soul. They did real, almost real makeup. They did uh, real. That there was no CGI. Well, if there were, it was Some. very moderate or very minor. Yeah, but and I, it was looked terrible now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, and and yeah. that's why we discussed bringing these games back because we would definitely love to see these games, of course. This is all us, but yeah, it's our our opinion. But these are great games, and if you right. get a chance, you should definitely check them out. And it's the same way that just you know to further drive out that analogy that they remake movies all the time. You know, yeah. For instance, for those that don't know, Scarface, the Al Pacino Scarface, no, is actually a remake of of a film from uh, it was like the thirty four or something. Or, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's actually an already it's, there's already a Scarface before that. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. But, um, and that goes to show you the power of remakes because that's the one that everyone remembers now. And that's the one that people can quote, you know? And so Say that's why. To my little friend. Right. And, that, suck. and that's, that's why we, uh, we look to these developers and we yeah. think, you know, you got something for me. Hey. <laughs> because uh, we, we want to encourage, you know, while it might not be easy to stick to that type of uh, genre and that type of game, and it might be easier to come up with an idea of a multiplayer loop um we definitely encourage you those about that that are out there in the video games uh into designing them to to go that route and then also those that play them uh yeah. to take some more time and to support uh these types of games definitely because that's how they're going to get by and that's how we're going to see more of them nice but, uh, of course yeah. i agree 100 so yeah, I mean, I think that that about wraps up this episode here. Um, episode two, baby. Episode two. We, we made it this far, man. I'm I'm excited. That's it. This is the final episode, actually. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, we also, I, I, and and ours poetic here definitely want to uh, uh, send our appreciation to everyone and anyone that's listened to the podcast on all media. We have it on. We have it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we have it on Spotify. Spotify is actually our breadwinner here. Um, mm -hmm. And we also have the YouTube up as well right. um, with just the audio and then just, the, you know, we'll have a picture up there or whatnot. But thank you guys so much for tuning in for episode one. Really, really appreciate it from myself and Ars Poetic. We can't be grateful enough. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Definitely. It's uh, super appreciated, um, especially those of you that may not be into gaming as much. You know, uh, we appreciate just l listening to us babble on about our, you know, these uh, games and experiences that we're so passionate about. And for those that are into these games or whether or not you're familiar with the ones we played, I mean, and, and those that aren't, um, you know, check these titles out. You know, uh, if you, if you found something interesting in what we said, like, go ahead and 
look that up on YouTube, like you were saying earlier. Look up a playthrough. Look up a trailer. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, you know, you might find yourself wanting to to play one of these, or even just watch someone else play. And you know, that's I also, do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and that's also why we do what we do and making mm-hmm. videos and mm-hmm. streaming from yeah, time course. to time, uh, because we want to share that experience with you, whether you played them these games or not. And um, so yeah, definitely check us out here. Um, we're on YouTube, Spotify, uh, and Apple Podcasts. And, you know, down the road, we'll probably be adding some video elements. Yeah, I'm excited but, uh, about that. You know, so far, we're more or less going to be trying to stick to a monthly schedule. Um, and we got lots of ideas for... Oh, definitely for stay tuned. ...future episodes and some video content. So stay tuned. And we're taking requests as well. So if anybody... Yeah. If there's feedback or anything you would like us to to speak about or or have featured on our next podcast episode let us know in the comments on youtube Mm -hmm. and we have a youtube channel with the same name as our podcast here uh so definitely give it a uh it probably won't come up in youtube search but you could try shoot yeah we'll we'll link it we'll link it and and you know if you know either of our channels um we actually have the links on our own channels as well and uh we'll, we'll we'll be happy to guide you to that content and so uh yeah, this is Ars Poetic signing off. That's A-R-Z-E Poetic uh, on YouTube, Twitch. Um, you know, uh, check me out. This is Three Kings, T-3-H-R-E-E Kings signing off. Uh, check me out on YouTube. That's all I'm doing now. It's just YouTube. I have a Twitch channel. I don't, I don't use it too much. I mean, you dabbling um, in the TikTok too, though, right? Uh, just a little bit. I'm, I'm figuring things out too. Yeah, I might, I um, might go that route too for yeah. a little thing, you know. Yeah. But. I think for me, uh, nowadays with people being short attention span, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely working off of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, catch me on uh, YouTube primarily though. Uh, Three Kings, T Three H R E Kings, signing off again. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Nice.